Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. All right. Testing one, two. Can you give me a little bit more in the headphones there? Testing one, two, test, test. There we are. Good morning, Chicago. I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is on the air. Do you work on your $500 computer? How about your $5,000 or maybe $20,000 car? If you don't, is it because you don't know what you're doing? And if you don't repair your own computer or car, why do you think it's okay to work on the most expensive investment in your life? Are you really going to work on your home all by yourself? Why not give us a call? to find out if it's something you should try. We can also help you put a game plan together so you can tackle that home project correctly. With a little help from us, we can make sure your most expensive investment does not turn into your most expensive mistake. Give us a call at 877-711-5611. That number again, 877-711-5611. We've got open phones right now, so get your questions in. In the first hour, we'll be taking your calls. We'll also have the Mighty House Tip of the Week with Rich Calgill. And in the second hour, we'll be taking your calls, of course. And then uh, we have got what everybody waits for, Clutter Clarity with Robbie Earhart. And in the third hour, it's just all phone calls and emails. And uh, I think that's it. No guests today. We are, we are running running without any guests. It's just going to be the, the three of us, of course, with Fresh Meat. And uh, we'll be rocking and rolling. Trixie's man in the phones, so or womaning the phones. How would you say that, Robbie? Manning is okay. Yeah. Manning, you want me to talk into the microphone? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm sorry. We we had here we, we did this so we set it up so that you could talk to it this way. That way. Well, it doesn't really have to be. No, that. No, you actually it's set it up from three feet away because yes. you knew what you do. You don't have to be that horizontal. It's just so that it doesn't get Point. echoey. When no, you... that's too far. Just see, like slightly. Just as long as it's not pointed directly at Ron, it'll be fine. Yeah, because see, when it points at me, then it's picking up my voice through yours, okay. and it drives. Fresh meat nuts. There's well, something it about it here good. that makes too much stuff in in your way. Yeah, because yeah. I have to look you down. You can even pivot it just like it's right. Like it doesn't have to be a full 90 degrees away from Ron. It could be like 45, like yeah. halfway. So, yeah, even that's better than pointed directly at him. So <laughs> maybe I should just go be on the other side. It's it's fine as long as you like. I know you like to have your computer set up there and everything. So whatever yeah. works is fine. Good morning. Continue. You can join us on Facebook Live right now. We're also on YouTube Live and Periscope Live. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor, $99closing.com and Maggie Red. We're broadcasting worldwide and live at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And uh, with that, I think we're all rolling in here. Nice. We are. Rocked and rolling. Ready to go. Locked and loaded. Yep. Yep. All ready. There you go. See? 
Ding. What was that? Somebody's Third floor. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so you made it, Robbie. Why wouldn't I? You perfect, right? In time. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. That reminded me of a story. Uh, yes, uh-oh. I made it. Yeah. Of course I made it on time. Sure. I'm up early every day. Okay, so remember a while ago I was on a job site and one of the guys, one of your guys, yeah. said to me, What's with all the gray in your hair? Uh-huh. And I said, Never, ever, never, never, ever, ever, never. Yeah. Okay. So the other day a friend of a friend came over. Young man. Uh-huh. Sitting down. And it was very humid that day. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, I'm just he's like, Yeah, it makes your hair really frizzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is with people? That's why I wear hats a lot. Uh-huh. How dare they? And who doesn't teach these people? And what, no filter? <laughs> And why do people feel it's okay to talk about my hair? I've struggled with it my whole life. Uh-huh. Whatever. Well, at least you got some. Yeah, come Ron on. Lost his struggle a while ago. <laughs> I lost that battle. <laughs> yes, he did. And in the grand scheme of things, I really don't struggle with my hair. That's a but very you, strong word. You should. You should be. Uh, you should feel good. That people feel comfortable around you enough to just say what's on their mind. I just right. met him. <laughs> See? I that's, that's how good you just make feel this people... person for like 30 minutes. <laughs> See? And you made them feel that comfortable right away that they just could say whatever they felt like saying. What the heck? So, <laughs> my lesson for today. You, you know Fresh Meat would never say that. I know. 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 He would never say, say what? I, I didn't hear. Yeah. Comment on somebody's. Hair. A, a disheveled like, look. Wow, that's a lot of gray you have in there. Or, man, that humidity is not your friend. Oh, I never I never say that ever. Yeah, see? Well, that I would be rude. Not to, right. not to comment on people's appearance. To all the men out there who do comment, don't. Uh-huh. And to add to the funny things that happened to me, um, somebody swore at me this whole stream of words uh-huh. it was unbelievable and it made me so angry i was that you told don to shut up and go, go good one <laughs> good one no people are rude so i'm turning left no. i'm waiting for the light to change uh-huh. you know i'm turning left now some people say that the new thing with young drivers andrew tell me this sure. when you're at a in the turning lane I was always taught you creep up, you know, go halfway into the intersection. Sure. And then make the turn. And then make the turn. turn. Right. Correct. What were you taught, Andrew? Are you a creep up into the intersection or you stay at the line? line? Uh, Well, I was actually kind of taught both, depending on the driving teacher I had. So with my parents, when I would drive with them, when I would get my hours, I was Mm -hmm. always taught to creep up in the intersection. Mm -hmm. I do that to this day. I do that when there are other drivers on the road. Yep. But... In driving school, like when I was actually studying the books, I was taught wait at the line. So right. it was kind of a contradictory You're supposed to wait statement. at the line. Yeah. It's illegal or technically you're not supposed to enter the intersection unless you can clear it. Correct. But, you know, I would argue. So stopping halfway blocks the intersection. But it, Now, we always do that. There's lots of people that stop the line and it drives you crazy because then the light turns yellow and I go, oh, I guess I can't go now. Exactly. Because like I always go on yellow. Yeah. I always yeah. do that, especially on the turn over here. Yeah. To stop. I mean, to go halfway or partial. And now kids these days, kids my these favorite days. saying, kids these days uh-huh. are taught to stop. 
But you're right, Rich. Stopping doesn't make sense. I got another one for you. So if you pull into the intersection, do you have your wheel turned to the left already? Or is your wheel, like you're in the middle of the intersection waiting to turn a left. Do you have your wheel turned left already or you've got them pointing straight? I still have them straight, I think. I haven't, I haven't started. I, it's that probably turn. something that you're not conscious about. Right. But yeah, the I'm deal right. is don't turn the wheel till you're ready to turn. Because yep. if you get rear-ended and your wheels are turned to the left, that will force you into traffic yep. and you'll get hit again. So if you leave them straight, at least you only get rear-ended. Yeah. Wouldn't it force me that straight, That was on the though? Florida yeah. driving test, the written. But right. not into oncoming traffic. Right. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it was on the Florida driving thing. I never really thought about it, but it was like, whatever. Huh. Okay. So I'm in the left turning lane and light changes. Well, all the other, what's the word people use? Morons. <laughs> they are blocking. So I cannot, which would go to Rich's point. Right. You know, you don't enter the intersection unless you can clear it. Well, everybody tried to creep up, you know. So they're all, not only are they blocking that turn, but it's kind of like a six way intersection. I can't even turn down the side street. Uh-huh. I'm stuck. I'm absolutely stuck. Because there was nowhere for you to go, which is why you shouldn't be pulling out into the intersection until you can clear it, like Rich said. Which I agree with, but I was always taught, you know, and who knew that all these people were going to, as soon as the light turned yellow, they were all going to rush to make mm-hmm. their turn, which they couldn't complete anyway. So I'm they stuck. all got to be the same place you're going at the same time. Yeah. So they're all, I'm stuck. There's nothing I can do. And I'm saying it's not my fault. Well, no, it is your fault. Why is it my fault? Because you pulled out there. You put yourself in that position. But we all pull out there. Doesn't matter. But you did it. Oh. <laughs> Just because they did it doesn't mean you can. But the string of words that came out of the car <laughs> trying to get past me. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm like, are you kidding? You see I have nowhere to go. Uh-huh. You see, because he was there the whole time. You see this isn't my fault. You still see that that line of cars who are all illegal, just blocking everything. Yep. What the? We're not ordinary people. We're morons. Boy, Rich, that made me mad. So what would you have done? Because <laughs> you're my go-to for, you know, what would you have done? Me? Yeah. Run them over as usual. There you go. Gone around that, them. That's why, he, that's why he drives a truck. We'll be back with some home improvement next. You are listening we to got something about, you know, this is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. You see this hammer in my hand? Yeah, I'm going to find that sad finder. What does it look like? And a level. What is a level? Don't you know what a level is? Yeah, it's something you advance to in a video game. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611 and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. If somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Uh, You go over to MightyHouse.net, click on the Contact Us page, just put in your first and last name, your email address, scroll on down to the bottom, and click on Boom, Done. There you go. You're all signed up. Done. Just like that. Very simple. And if you want to sign up for the Klein Tool of the Month, uh, we are giving away a, uh, a, a, a... 
What, what's that thing called? Oh, it's an ET310 digital circuit breaker finder with GFCI outlet tester. So uh, if you want to, if you have, go downstairs and you're trying to figure out what an outlet is or a light is on what breaker, this device, you, you plug it into the outlet, you go downstairs, you scan all the breakers, it'll start beeping. You know that's the one, you can turn it off. And if you're smart, you will mark it. <laughs> it's a, on I a sheet of paper. I'm to get one of those just so I can erase my panel and relabel it properly. Yes, yeah. So you can map your whole house if you really want to get uh, crazy with it. Which so, comes in really handy sometimes. Yes, yes, it does. It's it's and and by code you should have it all marked anyway. So well, all of our houses are, but most of them are in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, and ours are in Polish. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. So uh, anyway, you want to sign up for that? Just give Trixie a call. It's eight seven 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 one one five six one one. Tell Trixie you want to get your name <laughs> on the list. And it's highly technical. It gets written on a piece of paper, and then that piece of paper gets dropped into the Mr. Floor tote bag, and uh, that's the extent of the uh, saving of your information. And at the end right. of the month, it all goes and gets uh, run through the shredder for those that did not win. So um, that's all right. That's what we're going to do with it. So give her a call, 877-711-5611, if you want to have a chance to win that digital tester, circuit breaker finder. From Klein Tools. That's the uh-huh. Klein Tool of the Month. There you go. All right. And so I got something for you here. Okay. What are you doing October 11th and 12th? I don't know. That's like that's too Habitat much for Humanity, Northern Fox Valley, yeah. are going to be doing a 24 hour build a thon and they're looking for sponsors and crews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's Friday, October 11th into Saturday, October 12th. Okay. Teams of nine will drywall. In four-hour shifts. Ooh, it's not just regular construction. It's drywalling. How much fun is that? Too much. To, I, too no, much fun. I can't handle So there's it. two home sites at the Fox Valley Farms. Uh-huh. $250 fundraising component for each shift you volunteer. I don't know what that means. You get T-shirts, music, food. Music. For the 24 hours, uh-huh. uh, drywall dust is free. <laughs> no charge. And corporate sponsorship opportunities are available. Anyway. Uh, if you want for more information, if you're a company or you've got a group that wants to kind of help out and join in this, go to call 847-836-1432 and ask for Kim MacGyver. Yeah, Kim, Kim will get you squared away. MacGyver? Uh-huh. All right, there's just, that's just too obvious. So I know. Much it, yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> do you know, I was reading yesterday, do you know who produced MacGyver? No. The original one with Richard Dean Anderson. Uh-uh. Rich? Nope. Never watched that show. Fonzie. Oh, that, that was a Fonzie production. Fonzie produced that. Yeah. Oh, he did a, he produced a lot of shows. Yeah. But that was so long ago, I, you know. Yeah. Got to do it something with all that money he made in happy days. Yeah. Henry Winkler. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's go to the phones and uh, let's bring up Will. It's time for the Will Report. Hey, Will, you're on Mighty House. Guys, how you doing? How you I, doing? I want to know how you apply, how you secure drywall with paper clips and a Swiss Army knife, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, we can my, do it. Uh, <laughs> my rant today is uh, about flat roofs on older masonry houses in Chicago. Okay. Um, as you know, I I do water intrusion inspections as well. Right. And I've been getting a lot of for these older, you know, three flats and four flats, and sometimes the courtyard-type buildings, 
built, you know, 1905 through 1929 in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Ch- Chicago's a masonry town because we had this little thing called the Chicago Fire years ago. Yeah. And when, when you have a flat roof, you have a parapet wall. And that's where the wall of the outside of the building extends up above the, wall, the roof surface all the way around the building. Yep. And typically what you have on the sides is clay coping tiles. And on the front, you have either limestone or cement uh, stone, right. uh, trim stone on top. And when they install the roofs, the common roof you see today is modified bitumen, which is like sheets of car tire. And they put it on the roof, and you're supposed to take it up the parapet wall 12 to 18 inches and secure it with a piece of metal called a termination bar. Yep. But what we see, what we see a lot... Um, all too often, is the inside of the parapet walls deteriorated. The roofers um, can't secure the termination bar to it, so they'll take it up over the entire parapet wall right. and put the clay coping piles back down on top of it. Yep. Um, or they'll run, it, they'll run it up over the stone in the front yep. and, and secure it to the stone. The problem with that is the wall doesn't get to breathe. The wall assemblies in Chicago are typically three and sometimes four weights of brick, four different layers of brick that have air spaces between them. And those air spaces are supposed to be ventilated at the top. Thus, you have the clay coping tiles, and they are supposed to be open on the sides. But what you're seeing now is they take the parapet, the, the roof material over the parapet, close that up, or they will replace the clay coping tiles and will mortar them down, especially now the Eastern European masons think that they should be mortared down as opposed to lifted up so it doesn't breathe. And so what we get is on the inside of the wall, um, where the wall meets the ceiling, you get a lot of moisture that forms, a lot of efflorescence. A lot of it comes from just condensation. Um, some of it because, you know, you run, it's hot and humid outside and it's cool inside with your air conditioning and that's where you get condensation. Um, or, you know, the water will come in with the heavy rains and it doesn't get a chance to dry out because you want to have that air gap there because the, the water's going to, going to wet the, the one side of the brick, but right. brick has to be open on both sides in order to properly dry out. Thus we see the bungalows where everything's fine in the basement until somebody decides to paint the brick wall and all of a sudden <laughs> the brick wall starts to fall. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's, so this has been my bugaboo because I'm running into people who have this and there's really no way to fix it unless you get the roofers and the masons together and uh, have them work on it. And the masons don't want to do roofing and the roofers don't want to do masonry and most times they don't even really know how to do roofing. Sure. But, you know, depends, depends on what you do. Um, so you, you should be aware, the, the audience should be aware of the proper way to do it and to ask the roofers what they're going to do before they do it. Because a lot of times they'll wind up screwing up the whole thing for you. Then you try to have them come back out and they say no. Right. And what do you do? What do you do? So yeah, and it's um, it's it's the crossover between the the masons, you know, and the and lack of communication between the masons and the roofing, um, right. and that's that's where you need uh, somebody like Rich, a general contractor, that'll be able to come in and and coordinate those yeah. different those different trades. Yeah, and and you might think you yeah, just and, and that, 
you might think you just need a roofer, but you you need both going. So, um, you know, right. if you if you go ahead. You know, the, the roofers will see the the deteriorated parapet wall, mm-hmm. and they do, they don't want to lose the job, so they'll say, "Oh, we'll take care of that," but they don't know how. Right, and uh, they don't want to sit there and tell the owner, "Hey, you've got to fix this parapet wall before we'll do the roof." Yep. So. Um, it winds up being a mess. And remember, too, with roofers, even though it's a state-licensed trade, only one person in the company has to be state-licensed. Well, and and usually it's one of the owners. Yeah. And so they, they, you know, they'll have crews, and those crews may vary greatly in their experience and understanding. Yep. And um, so, you know, it's always it's always a coin toss, and you got to... The buyer has to be aware. The buyer has to stay on top of it. Yep. If you ever have any questions, call a home inspector. That's yep. what they're for. Yep. You know? Yep. That, uh, and that's another, that was another option. I get free advice on the phone, and, and my dad says free advice is worth every penny. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. Well, I appreciate the phone call there, Will. Yep. All right. You too. No problem. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Talk to you later. There we go. At, We've we had a couple of good heavy rains uh, this this past week here in the Chicagoland area and uh, leaks that weren't normally coming through. You know, uh, roofs were leaking that were normally weren't leaking. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. I think it had a lot to do with you know you have to watch what the wind direction that rain's coming from and and then stuff like that too. So if you got a heavy blowing rain, all of a sudden you may get a leak that you've never had before. So uh, if you're getting a leak. You notice where it's coming from and keep an eye on that, but also try and note, you know, the, the wind direction too. And that'll, that'll help when you're trying to diagnose the, the leak and where it's yeah, coming we have, from. That's always a common issue for us because our summer thunderstorms are pretty nasty. So you get sideways rain. Yes. You no. Know, and wind driven rain has a strange way of finding holes you didn't know you had. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and it's like, you know, if, if you're always getting rain from the West, cause that's, you know, that's where it always comes from. And then all of a sudden you're getting one, uh, a, a nice rainstorm out of the, uh, the Northeast or, yeah, or the South, somewhere like that. And it's, it's a direction you don't normally get your wind blown rain from all of a sudden you end up with leaks that you never knew you had. So, um, so you have to, you have to keep an eye on that stuff. So that's good. And how's the rain going down there, Rich? You guys still getting hammered or? Um, no, our weather pattern changed to more normal. So now it's the three o'clock to three ten shower. Oh, okay. So but, you, you get the shower yeah, on the way home. A couple of weeks we're getting just rain most all day long, which that's just doesn't happen here. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. So it's drying out down there. So where everything's flooding and it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we're all good now. Cool. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with more right after this. With more. With more home improvement right after this. You're talking to and with and listening, and listening to. <laughs> This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. <laughs> she gotta build fast. Cement drawing. All right, let's see. Uh, English side ruined. Must use French instructions. Le Grill. What the hell is that? It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. All right. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. 
at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And uh, let's see. Klein Tool of the Month is the ET310 Digital Circuit Breaker Finder with GFCI Outlet Tester. And if you want to have a chance to win that, just give Trixie a call, 877-711-5611. And tell her you want to have your name put into the uh, Mr. Floor tote bag. And she'll get you squared away there. You can also give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at mrfloor.com. And if somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Oh, you go over to mightyhouse.net. Click on the Contact Us page. Just put in your first name, last name, your email address. Scroll on down and click on Boom Done. Boom Done. You can also join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. And Periscope Live, which I think is Twitter. And uh, it's brought to you in part by Mr. Floor, $99closing.com, and Mag Erad. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Okay, right. you had a, a live Andrew, read? Are you are you ready to record this? I am going to set up a new Okay, because right I have now. a new sponsor. I have so to do this excited. live read. Um, I need you to record it so we can play it forever and ever. <laughs> okay. Rod, you're gonna giggle so don't giggle okay so now here wait okay uh, wait are you are you ready there i am ready okay ready. he's ready okay no, you're gonna know this is not true as soon as i start okay by about the third word but don't interrupt because this is absolutely amazing and i'll explain after okay turn our turn our mics yep. off there you Great. go all right whenever you're ready three two one oh. Ambler Asbestos Building Lumber is manufactured by the same process as Ambler Asbestos Corrugated Roofing and Siding. Ambler Asbestos Building Lumber is produced in flat sheets 42 inches wide and 48 to 96 inches long and in thicknesses from 1 8 inch to 2 inches, varying by eighths. It's used for exteriors, both as roofing and siding, but more extensively for interior construction, where its non-combustible nature, heat and electrical insulating properties and clean, firm surface, which is proof to water, oil, dirt, and vermin, and can be washed or scrubbed, give it an almost unlimited range of application. It can be readily sawed, cut, drilled, punched, nailed, which permits it's used suitable for attractive designs, not only for walls and ceilings, paneling, and wainscoting, but also for doors, windows, closets, screens, pipe, and wire conduits, tabletops, elevator, shaft lines, stairways, corridors, fire doors, firewalls, etc. So remember, always use Ambler Asbestos Building Lumber. <laughs> So now, I'll give on. you where this came from. It's actually pretty cool. So Custom Home Magazine, um, in an email I got from, they um, did a little segment. It's called Understanding Asbestos in the 20th Century. Sure. But where they were getting all this and where this comes from is they have the Building Technology Heritage Library. Uh-huh. So basically every catalog and, and manual that was more or less ever printed relating to construction, they've digitized them and they have this library of them. So they, it started out just to preserve the books. Okay. But now you can use these books to go back and look at a particular building and recognize a product and figure out what if was there's used. danger involved and so on. Obviously, we all know the dangers of asbestos. Sure. But this, what I just read to you, came from Ambler Asbestos Building Products Catalog in 1922. Oh, I was going to say 50s. Wow, 1922. And in this thing, it's actually cool. It's uh, 36 pages. There's photograph after photograph 
of high schools, libraries, yep. all this stuff where they built all this stuff out of asbestos panels and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite honestly, you built it out of asbestos and painted it. It was fine. Sure. It's the poor guy cutting it and drilling it yep. and all these other things that we're talking about. They worked with it day in and day out or the demolition of the building. Yeah. So it's it was pretty crazy. So I just got such a kick out of reading that. And then uh, John's Manville. Uh-huh. In their catalog, 1932, this picture popped up in there, and I'm going to put this here. And I know if you're listening on the radio, you're not going to be able to do much. Can you see that? Okay, Ron? Yep. Do you see what that house is? Besides from old. So this is an extremely old two-story home with wood siding on the gable end. All right. But what I actually see is 30-pound felt on all of the sheathing. Right. And what are those? Furring strips for a drainage plane? Uh-huh. In 1932. Yep. Yep. When did we stop doing that? You know what? I don't know. Because if you I, I've even uh I've I've actually run into that several times, but I think if you put 30 pound felt, you don't need Tyvek or Tipar. No. 30 pound felt yep. and furring strips would last a hundred years easily. Yep. Yep. No, I've I have run into that a few times. Um I, I just and not very often. Most of the time, you ran into the the felt, and then they just ran the the siding over top of it. Uh, but I have I have run into the mostly. Where where was that? I can't remember where I've recently where I ran into that. Um, but it obviously they knew something back then, right? You know that they were when they were doing it. Or, I did notice though. Again, there's there's no uh, guardrails on their scaffolding. Oh no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and you can barely see it. it. Obviously, it's not a masonry thing, but over here, they're building the fireplace. Right. Right. You know, so. But no, I did. So I'm going through there. And this was actually uh, talking about their felt, you know, asbestos starter felt asbestos. You know, it's Jeez. just funny. Weather tight building paper. Wait, they put asbestos in the tar paper. Uh, yeah. Or, asbestos or Slater's felt for sheathing houses as a liner under asbestos shingle tile or slate 32 inches wide made a high grade asbestos felt really saturated with asphalt yeah see and that's actually what they're saying that's why they have these catalogs online you want to read about these products so that you have a better idea what you're working with now i had never heard that they were using asbestos in the in the felt paper and that's in the 30 pound or the 15 pound uh let's see how sheathing 60 pounds per roll that's a 45 oh okay Asbestos Slater's felt 45 pounds a roll. Huh. Yeah. But then they have regular asphalt felt, which was less expensive, and that's 12, 15, 30 pound. Very interesting. Yes. Amazing. Anyway, I'm okay. going to send you the link to this because yes. if you get, you're going to sit there and start flipping through all these catalogs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're looking at all the old advertising. All right, well, uh, and then just the old homes, you know, the styles and so on. It's just, it's really cool. Yes, yes. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here and uh, let's bring Jeff up. Hey, Jeff, you're uh, on Mighty House. Thanks for hanging on. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Good morning, Jeff. So, Rich, they stopped using fern strips when it got too hard to hit the find a nail slot on the siding or whatever they were doing. <laughs> it just became too cumbersome. Yeah. 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 I'm serious. I don't know. Just makes a drainage plane. I just I always wonder why they stopped doing it because we never stopped doing it. I always put a drainage plane up as, so the wall dries out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays these guys doing you know aluminum or vinyl siding or any of that stuff, they just whack it right up there. Drainage yeah. plane? What's no, that? We don't use that because it tends to blow away. <laughs> because well, that's it comes, because it comes protect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's because we have Typar now or or whatever you know any of the any of the house wraps. You know, that's your what that's that's what they think is that's what they think is their drainage plane, and it's not right. I know, and it's they make a couple that are uh, you know they got dimples on some, and you know this and that, but you know to try and allow that, but. Whatever. That's why vinyl yeah. siding, uh, the well, upside the best, is drains because it has the yeah, holes. The best, yep. Go ahead, Jeff. The best, best one I like. I, the best one I see is the is the Tyvek going up and then the quarter inch foam and then the vinyl siding going over the top of it. I've insulated your house now. Right. Exactly. It's exactly how it goes. It's uh, it's it's pretty wild. So, yep. Um. Hey, send if you can send me the link to that thing because I'd like to use that in some of my stuff. Okay. So I'd love to see that. Okay. Yeah, I'll get it out to you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, right. drop Rich an email too. He'll he'll fire it back at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only thing, when I get you know, we, you talked, you, you know, you talked about it before with your buddy with the vermiculite. The only thing we yeah. have to do is warn people that there may be asbestos in a house, and yeah. whether it be siding, vermiculite, you know, ductwork, whatever. You know, it's uh, yep. up to them to do with it what they want. Well, I think that's one of those scary things. So like when I was training for the EPA for the lead safe work practices, you know, some trainers would tell you to test with the lead lead tests. Um, But all you're doing is confirming the presence of lead, which then kicks in a whole bunch of other rules and stuff that you're supposed to tell people. So me, you're like, don't test, just work under the presumption that there may be lead and you work safely and then you're not confirming anything. Yep. So you still have to work smart. Yeah. So I would do the same thing with asbestos. You know, if it's up in your attic, it's not going to harm you unless you go up in the attic, start stirring it all up, you know, so yep. Yep. think about it. Well, that's, that's what I tell people, but, you know, they all get excited about it. But, sure. And then if you don't warn them, then you're going to get, you're going to get a phone call either way. If you do or if you don't, you know. <laughs> Well, because part of it was pipe wrap was the big part of the bad asbestos because yep. it would start falling apart. It was friable and it would float through the air. You know, the pad you had under yep. your furnace, that asbestos sheet that was a fire stop is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, unless that, you start chewing the up the work. edges, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yep. Yep. Nine, well, nine, nine tiles were across. no problem unless you were grinding them. Yep. Well, I just ran across asbestos ductwork that was laid in a slab in the 60s. And the wow. only problem with it was is once they ran the camera down, it, it had gotten wet. Ron always goes quack, quack, but he didn't do it. Very disappointed. <laughs> there you go, Jeff. So, oh, all right, we got another so break it, coming. It had gotten... All right, bye. Okay, talk to you. <laughs> there we go. All right. See, look at that. How's that? Perfect timing. Well, you see, I didn't need to quack, uh, Rob, because you did it for me. I was looking at you. You always do it. Rich gets mad when I do it, but when you do it, it's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's All right. Hey, see? It, it's, see? it's time for the tip of the week next. You are listening to Mighty this House. Mighty House. Mighty House will return. You see this hammer in my hand? Yeah, I'm going to find that sad finder. What does it look like? And a level. What is a level? Don't you know what a level is? Yeah, it's something you advance to in a video game. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. 
All right. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. You can sign up for the Klein Tool of the Month. It is the Digital Circuit Breaker Finder with a GFCI outlet tester. So uh, give Trixie a call at 877-711-5611. We'll have that drawing at the end of the month. And uh, get your name in the hat or the uh, Mr. Floor tote bag, however you want to look at it. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Uh, You go to MightyHouse.net. And click on the Contact Us page and just put in your first, last name, email address, and scroll on down on the bottom. Click Boom Done. Boom Sorry, Done. Sorry, I'm texting back and forth with Andrew because I'm trying to get onto Access One and off of Zoom, but it's okay. bad. So just keep moving forward. We'll do it at the big break. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's that, good. <clears throat> so no worries. No it's worries. inconvenience at best. <laughs> yeah. It's better than having the echo, right, Rich, for three hours? Yes. <laughs> More better. There you go. All right. If rumbling and cracking sounds are made by your water heater or there never seems to be enough hot water, stop by the water heater warehouse in Northbrook and talk with Bob. He has a full line of A.O. Smith professional line water heaters with pure magnesium anode rods. Other Not pl- those jelly aluminum ones. Yeah. And the other places cheap out and they put in those aluminum ones like Rich just said. Uh, with Bob from Northbrook, everyone gets wholesale prices. At the Water Heater Warehouse in Northbrook. It's right across the street from Glenbrook North High School, where they're doing a lot of construction. So uh, be careful driving through there. You can give Bob a call at 847-564-4448. That's 847-564-4448. And uh, if you want to know if you need a new water heater or not, you can also uh, ask him there because he can hook you up with some Maggie Red. That's M-A-G hyphen E-R-A-D. And Maggie Rad comes in the brand new two pound family size. It's all approved by all water manufacturer or water heater manufacturers. And you can find it at how many Menards, Rich? About 410. Or just stop by Bob's place in, in Northbrook. Uh, the phone number again, 847 564 4448. And uh, Bob will hook you up there at the well, water heater know, warehouse. You can read the package and figure out how to do it. But if you go to the water heater warehouse, then he'll he'll explain exactly the process. Oh yeah, he's got cutaways and and all that stuff. It's it's amazing. So uh, Bob's very knowledgeable <laughs> about water heaters and plumbing stuff in general. So bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Are are you ready, Rich? I am, sir. Okay, Sparky. All right. So this week's tip of the week is kind of interesting little thing um, on corded versus cordless tools. Uh huh. So it comes up often, um, and I, you know, people always asking your preference, and it's just kind of funny is it's really changed a lot. Uh, the answer used to be, you know, when I started in the trades, there really weren't a lot of cordless tools. Right. Actually, there were none. Yeah. Hell, we didn't even have pneumatic nail guns when I was framing i mean that's why i have tendonitis and all that because i'm used to swinging hammers sure um but even your drills your lights everything everything had cords yep right you got to the job first thing you did string out the 100 footer put your four-way on there and start going yep exactly 
I think Ryobi was the first one to come out with that little cordless drill. I my first one was the Skill 12 volt, I think. Okay. So they were small. Yep. They had very little torque. Yep. Uh batteries didn't last really that long. Nope. But they sold like hotcakes. Yep. I mean, they just sold like crazy. And I'll tell you what, I think I know guys that still have a couple of them that are 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Like they're always, I think my dad still has his two original ones and they wow. still work. Wow. Can't say that about, about the new products, but you know, uh-huh. just, you're not going to get that kind of time out of them, but no we'll figure. But even later when the kits came out, you know, that would, that would come out with, uh, you know, you got a drill, maybe a four inch, four and a quarter inch skill saw, you know, you get the flashlight or reciprocating saw your charger and what two batteries. Yep. And it was like a four or $500 kit. And I had one of those at, at one point. And because I was a builder, whatever, I'd never found it worthwhile. I, it was really a waste of money in my eyes. But if you're a maintenance guy or like you for the services, things like that, they're awesome. Because then you don't have to go lugging all these heavy tools for a very small job. Right. So I think for maintenance guys and for service calls, they're awesome. Yep. But, I mean, if you're framing a house or whatever, I mean, you definitely want to. I would still stick with a corded skill saw, table saw. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that and that's you know when we're throwing up additions, we're doing a lot of heavy framing and stuff. We've everything's still plugged in. You know, we've yeah. got the cordless saw sitting there in case you right. need to make a quick cut. But if you're standing there cutting a bunch of two by fours to length, or you know, top and bottom plates, or having to cut your rafters, you're doing mm-hmm. that with a corded skill saw. You know, right? Well, as I say, so with the advances in the battery technology and brush brushless electric motors. You know, the new tools, I think they're up to 20 volts. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that uh, DeWalt has a 20-volt series out now. But they're not only do they have plenty of torque to do the job, I mean, the batteries will last nearly all day. Yep. I know my Bosch, I could pop a battery in that thing and be running screws for three or four hours before it even starts slowing down. It just blows my mind. Yes. You know? Yeah, the 18-volt. Volt the batteries recharge in an hour, mm-hmm. you're never short. So. Right. Well, and then DeWalt's even got the... Uh... The, they have a chop saw, you know, the, a miter saw that's got takes two of those twenty volt batteries. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's cordless, but that thing's got to weigh a ton. I can't imagine having so, to. Carry and that's that. actually my next little ditty here is just that. It's for framing. I'd still prefer a corded skill saw, table saws, uh, especially even miter boxes. And the reason being is obviously cutting a board. You think about the teeth on the blade; they're making contact with the wood removing material. Yep. But you also have the curve, the, the width of that saw blade cut. The sides of that blade are rubbing on the board, and then if you're cutting on a bevel, say a miter box, now you've got extra drag. Yep. And those batteries just that just doesn't have the torque; it just too much drag, and then you don't get very good clean cuts. So I still think certain tools should always remain corded, but. If you're thinking about getting cordless tools, spend as much as you can, what you can afford. Mm-hmm. Buy, we always prefer half-inch hammer drills. Yep. Because that way, it's you know they're a little more money, but now you can do whatever you want. I can't tell how many people I know they have their cordless drill, but they need to drill in the masonry. Like, well, you know, I don't have the hammer drill, and all you're going to do is burn up a masonry bit. Right. So, but get the the best you can afford, you know, and you should be good for it many many years yeah and i think the the drills a good good starting point and you know uh, one thing is like when you start looking at cordless tools is look at the entire package that comes with it the full array of all the tools that are coming with it 
because over time you can build that collection then on that. But yeah, if you, they if you all pick, have suites now. Yeah. You know, 18 volt suite. So you can anything from your hedge trimmer, leaf blower to, <laughs> yes. you know, you're reciprocating. So all takes the same battery now. Right. So now look at that entire package of what you and where you would think your, your, your entire cordless package would want to go. And make sure you're picking that line. You don't want to start with Milwaukee and then find out something. Oh, but they don't make that. But I can find it in Ryobi, or I can find it in Bosch. Right. So if you if you know the, the the where you're going, look at that entire package then, and then buy in that package, knowing where you're going to go from there. And the 18, 20 volt batteries are are excellent today in the lithium ion. Right. Unbelievable. So yep. there you go. Boom done. Just like that. Time for a break. We'll be back with uh, hour two mm-hmm. in about, uh, what do you say, about eight minutes there, Andrew? Okay. We'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 